Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Advantage and the DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Wednesday, October 19th, and we are discussing the spend ups on the upcoming Week 7 DFS slate. Now, I'm sure you guys know I normally do this show on Tuesdays. However, with the start of NBA season and some of our NBA guys putting out a DFS slate breakdown for opening night... I did not want to release two pods on the same day on the same feed. Moving forward, I will continue to do a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday show. I just didn't want to overlap this time because I couldn't announce to you guys that, heads up, there may be more than one episode per day on this feed. Amazing content here on the DFS Today podcast. Of course, if you are only interested in listening to the NFL pods, just subscribe to my personal podcast feed, The Advantage. And only those are going to be posted there. A quick NBA announcement as it pertains to myself. Although I do not do NBA DFS content, I consider myself amongst the best NBA handicappers on planet Earth. You guys have listened to me talk football and football gambling for six weeks. And I'm about to do a full season recap in a few minutes. But I think it's pretty obvious that I know my shit. Now, in a sentence that may actually impress you guys, I'm actually a significantly more successful NBA gambler than I am NFL. I am entering my 10th season handicapping the NBA, and I am 9 for 9 so far in positive seasons. We are going for 10 out of 10, and I do not ask myself, will I beat the books? I ask myself, how much am I going to beat the books by? So, I want all of you, if you are NBA fans, to have access to my NBA betting content, even though I will not be talking about it on podcasts on a regular basis until the NFL season ends. I am going to continue to do NFL podcasts through the NFL playoffs and then pick up doing NBA podcasts. But I will be doing NBA betting. For that reason, you must be following me on Twitter, at mfiddle14, or you must be in the Sports Ethos Discord channel, and wager pass. That is where everything is posted. I already hit two out of three bets for NBA opening night, and I am on nearly 10 units worth of bets tonight on the Wednesday, October 19th slate. Now, I won't say what they are. That's a little teaser component. Go ahead, look at my Twitter or the Sports Ethos Discord channel. A picture of my full betting card is already posted in those places. So let's move back to the NFL stuff. I want to start off this episode, since we are one-third the way through the regular season, with a recap and a stats check-in. For week six alone, I went seven and six in my bets, but I was a plus 1.64 units, since some of the losses were just quarter-unit live bets I put in on the Cowboys. It was another good day in in terms of bringing home a net profit. My unit distribution worked out well since I was 7-6, and six, but returned more than what a normal 7-6 and six record would get you, which would be plus four-tenths of a unit if you had standard betting odds and equivalent unit distribution across the bets. Also in week six, I played zero DFS lineups. I knew I was actually going to be traveling and on an airplane during the time the window locked. 
and I simply wouldn't be able to get any updates Sunday morning, last-minute pivots, last-minute injuries, weather concerns, and for those reasons, I didn't want any exposure in the DFS space because I like to edit my lineup up to the last minute. On the season, I am 52-37 and 37 when it comes to betting, plus 14.95 units, 57.6% hit rate, well above the 52.4% needed to be a profitable sports gambler. I am absolutely crushing it this season. If you follow my principles for unit distribution and bankroll management, meaning each unit is 1.2% of your account, and you recalculate the unit size and scale up every time you gain five units or increase your bankroll by 6%, then you would find yourself with an ROI of about 19% this NFL season. That is truly an amazing start after six weeks. Let's not take it for granted. I will continue to win at above a 52.4% threshold, but I'm not sure I will continue to win at this rate with this return in this amount of time. I might, and we will check back in in six weeks more time. For DFS, I am up $630 this season. We had one massive week where we placed the top 1% of tournaments, two weeks where injuries devastated our lineups, one week of just cashing normally, and one week of just losing normally. Again, hitting in the top 1% in the next six weeks is going to be difficult. The math simply isn't in my favor. Of course, I will try. And of course, I will update these stats again in six more weeks. I have also done a bunch of gambling lessons on this podcast. We have talked about CLV, closing line value, and how important it is to bet early in the week and track line movement to ensure you are on the right side for your play. We have talked about bankroll management and unit distribution. Kind of mentioned that before, but we did a deep dive. We talked about how rest advantage is the most important NFL handicapping factor to consider for this season. We talked about futures betting and how to be cognizant of our account balance and how much is tied up in futures and what level of liquidity we have in the present. Those lessons have all been given on a previous week's Spend Up episode, so if you miss any of those gambling lessons, simply go back through the catalog of episodes, click the ones that say Spend Up in the title, and listen to them. The gambling lesson is generally very close to the beginning, so you will not have to listen to too much fluff. For today's episode, since I have done so much gambling work recently, handicapping Week 7 NFL, Week 7 DFS, the first week of NBA, and I even did some advanced look-aheads to Week 8, I am going to make this one a bit of a shorter episode and skip the gambling lesson today. Today is going to be DFS only, and I will do betting advice, line movement tracking, and all that stuff in the Thursday episode of the show, which, spoiler alert, I'm going to be joined by a guest on that podcast tomorrow. So for today, let's get into the spend ups for week seven. You guys know the drill. We are talking about the top five players at every position or every player priced above $7,000. And heads up this week, the buys take out a lot of the names that I normally talk about. We have key cogs on buy this week, I like to say. Bills on buy, no Josh Allen, no Diggs, 
Rams on by, no Koopy Cup. Eagles on by, no Jalen Hurts, no A.J. Brown. So a lot of those typical spend-up guys are simply sitting out this week. Anyways, let's go ahead and do it anyways. Quarterback time. There are three quarterbacks priced above $7,000. They are Lamar, Patty, and Justin Herbert. Burrow and Dak round out the top five. Now, in terms of Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, I don't really love the matchup of these first two. Lamar is going against the run-heavy, low-turnover Browns and Jacoby Brissett. Mahomes is going against the run-heavy and good defense of the San Francisco 49ers. I expect the opponents of both these quarterbacks to try and control the clock and simply keep them off the field. So I don't know if that's where I want to spend up in a DFS lineup. I like Herbert and I like Burrow. I think cash game is going to be one of those two routes. Herbert is due for a bounce back spot. His volume is still phenomenal and he gets Seattle. That's my gut play right now is to go with Herbert. Burrow gets Atlanta. Atlanta is another run heavy team, but the Bengals are six and a half point favorites and Atlanta is dealing with a lot of defensive injuries right now. There may be holes for a guy like Joe Burr to exploit. Dak Prescott is a no for me, even though he's playing the Lions. Maybe you could play him in GPP tournaments because he's going to be low-owned, but not in cash games where he's coming off an injury. I would rather Herbert or Burrow for more reliability and consistency. Let's move on to the running backs. Priced over $7,000, we have Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Tubby Chubb, Nick Chubb, Saquon, Lenny, Cornette Fournette, Aaron Jones, and Joe Mixon. Nine guys priced over 7K. It is the week of the running back. Let's get into it. Optimizers are showing Joe Mixon or Saquon Barkley as the plugs for this week. Honestly, I like both. Volume should be really good. I will say this. If you go with Burrow, I don't love the idea of stacking a running back and a quarterback. So I wouldn't play Burrow with Mixon. Choose one of those two if you're playing into what the optimizer chalk says. No to McCaffrey versus Tampa. Eventually, Tampa's D is going to start to figure this out. And I even don't mind playing some futures bets on the Buccaneers right now because everyone is so down bad on them. They have so many of the same players that stopped the run on an elite level the past two seasons. Did they suddenly get way worse? Or is this a bad stretch and a small sample size? I'd bet the latter, and for that reason, no McCaffrey this week. Eckler versus Seattle. Sure, Eckler's absolutely crushing right now. But I feel the same way as Mixon Burrow. I don't love the idea of playing Eckler and Herbert, even though Eckler is like the PPR king. I'd rather play Burrow if I'm playing Eckler. I'd rather play Herbert if I'm playing Mixon. Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor, priced right next to each other, playing against each other in a divisional game. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Of course, this is the second time the Colts and Titans are playing this season. When Henry and JT are in the same game, my recommendation is the same. I'm probably going with neither of them. I do prefer Henry to JT, but I just don't love taking either in a battle of elite running backs. You don't know which team is going to stay on the field and control the clock. One of these guys is going to get 25 carries. They both might get 25 carries, 
but inherently there's less upside when you're going against two teams that run the ball so predominantly as part of their offense. Nick Chubb, not my kind of guy for DraftKings because DraftKings is full PPR, and paying up for Nick Chubb is paying up to be dependent on touchdowns. So it's not for me. It never is. I love him as a guy to back and bet on if I'm betting on the Browns, but he's never plugged into my DFS lineups. Fournette, you guys know what I'm going to say about Lenny. Yes, yes, yes. Always down for Lenny Fournette against Carolina. That should be a joke. The Bucks are projected to win by 10 points. I smell another Lenny Cornette show coming on Saturday. Aaron Jones. Oh, Lord, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Lord have mercy. No, 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 no. The Packers offense needs so much work before we back them with a high price spend up. If you feel like you want to go find value on the Packers, sure, go ahead. But investing this offense with the highest price player, again, Lord, no, 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 no. We ain't doing it. Again, Mixon and Saquon, we already discussed. Yes to both. Optimizer to both. Chalk a bit to both, but very much both options. Let's move on to wide receiver. Devante, Jamar Chase, Debo, Michael Pittman, Michael Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, six guys priced above $7,000. Let's go through them. Devante, absolutely, sure. I don't even mind the Carr Adams stack if you kind of want to go with a budget quarterback. They are playing against the Texans. You guys saw Mad Devante last game. I think he's going to feast. It's also a home game, and the Raiders fans are absolutely nuts, and this team should be better than 1-4, and four, and I don't think they're totally out of the playoff run. If there's one team in the AFC that I expect to make a late-season run, it's the Raiders, and that might start this week against the lowly Texans. Jamar Chase, sure, if you go the Burrow route, I love stacking the Chase combination. We know T. Higgins is banged up. We know Atlanta's defense is banged up. And finally, if you look at the target distribution for Chase the last few games, they are getting him the ball all over the field. I really like Jamar Chase this week. Debo. Yeah, I kind of like it. He's going against the Chiefs. San Francisco is going to have to score. And they may find themselves playing catch up in this game and having to score in bunches, which means... Find Debo. Michael Pittman Jr. Nope, not doing it. I am not targeting a wide receiver in a game where it's Derrick Henry versus Jonathan Taylor and where the ball is going to be run 50 times. There's simply not enough upside for a wide receiver in this spot. Do not be fooled by Michael Pittman's last game. Matt Ryan threw 58 times. That's not happening this week. There's no chance that's happening this week. No to Pittman. Mike Williams, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if you stack with Herbert. We do need to know if Keenan Allen is back, but if Keenan Allen is not back, then yes, I absolutely love a Mike Williams, Justin Herbert stack against the Seattle Seahawks. I like that a lot. I can really see myself playing Herbert, Mike Williams, Chase, Lenny Fournette, and then a bunch of budgets. Did I just give you guys an early core four? Maybe I did. 
Amon Ra St. Brown this week. I'm calling him Amon Na St. Brown. I'm not on him this week. He's coming off the bye. He's coming off the injury. He's going against Dallas D, which is great. They are playing in Dallas. Let's hope we can get him a bit cheaper next week. I do think he is an elite wide receiver, but the situation this week simply isn't. Let's move on to tight end. I feel it's like messed up to go five deep at tight end right now. I'm going to slightly amend the rules. Since this is an elite spend-up show, we are only talking about Kelsey and Andrews today. I'll do a deep dive with my guest on Thursday for value tight ends, but I think it's insulting to mention like Hawkinson and Pitts in the same realm as Kelsey and Andrews. I won't do it. Kelsey is playing against the 49ers. Mark Andrews is playing against the Cleveland Browns. One, if not both of these guys, is going to have a great game. They are just too good of players. However, I feel the same way about the tight ends as I do the quarterbacks in these spots. Like I said about Lamar and Patty, in these games, the opposing coaches will try to run heavy and control the clock. For that reason, it's hard to guess which one is going to have a great game. It is a weaker proposition to invest big money. And for that reason, I find myself playing a value tight end this week. We will have a heavy value tight end conversation on Thursday. Defenses this week. I'll just list off a few. Bucks, yes. Best spend up D by far. Broncos, yes. Raiders, sure. Titans, why not? Cowboys, Ravens, Bengals, Chargers are all decently priced defenses. I would say no to. All right. I actually think that wraps this up. That didn't take too long. Remember to follow me on Twitter for all NBA and NFL bets. Continue to listen for NFL DFS breakdowns. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And check back tomorrow as I will be bringing on a special guest to break down the betting card and all value options. Everything is already posted on my Twitter if you want to go see my bets and follow them before we get to the explanations because the lines may move. Go do it. Okay, for real. It's that time. As always, peace out.